2: Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're doing well. This episode is a great episode. I was really excited to uh, work together with all these people uh, to get this message out. So, Renhouse is going to be releasing a beer tomorrow, if you're listening to this today day it's released. Tomorrow, July 10th, we're going to be releasing Black Excellence, a beer that was Crafted by their assistant brewer, Akil, and the dudes from Brews Brothers out of Detroit. And I don't want to give too much of this away. Let's just get into this episode. This one's a really good one. Huge shout out to the guys for joining in on this. Uh, you know, the more people you get onto a Zoom call, uh, the harder it is to orchestrate sometimes, right? Uh, you know, people's schedules and, and life and all that. But everybody made the time um, to, to have this conversation, and this is really great. So, Let's jump into in this one. Today, we're here to discuss some of the initiatives that some of our amazing craft breweries across Arizona and, and across the country uh, over Michigan. Great initiatives people are working on in the beer community to really bring awareness and play their part to combat uh, racial inequality in America. We've got a really, really cool group of people here. Um, let's let's go around. Let's meet everybody. Let's start with uh, let's start with you, Harry.
3: Barry Weaver, uh, Bruce Brothers co founder, uh, along with my brother Bernard Jackson. Um, we founded Bruce Brothers back in, uh, 2013. And, uh, it started off as a collective of about 12 people, man, just talking about holiday beers. And, uh, Wayne actually is another one of our original, not original, but shortly after original members. Um, and it really just, man, it organically morphed from this, uh, like, 12-person Facebook group to us almost having 800 members and having a podcast and having a real voice um, and some influence in terms of a minority voice in craft beer, um, particularly locally. Um, Dane has reached out to us. Uh, the folks over at Batch have reached out to us just, you know, just to kind of make sure um, that they're doing things, that they're being good neighbors. Um, we we talk about that often on our podcast. I don't know how national uh the whole story about Founders Brewing went. I won't get into it here, but if people want to know about it, they can listen to our Brewing podcast, um, and kind of chronicle how that went. But we were really on the front lines with that. Um and so, you know, our our whole thing podcast wise actually uh Ken and the folks at Better on Draft uh had us on and there was, we provided a unique perspective. There was a, a realization that, you know what, up until now, this voice hasn't been present in craft beer. And, uh, you know, would you guys like to do your own podcast? So, yeah. uh, two, two and a half years later, here we are. We've been on pause from recording because of this COVID thing, but we'll, you know, we'll be back up and at it soon. Um, but that's the, that's the short version of, of who we are as Bruce Brothers. Yeah,
2: I think I think we I, we, we need to do a follow up one to where we get deep, we get deep into the Bruce Brothers, man. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, I mean, you guys been. I mean, 2013. It's not that long ago, but in, in craft beer years, it's it's fucking forever ago, right? <laughs>
3: you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. much has, so much has happened in that seven years yeah. uh, in terms of the craft beer world, and again, um, I'm proud to say that we've had a our, our finger on the pulse of things since that time. Um, and, and again, have, have really generated some great relationships and some great friendships. Um, you know, again, Dane over at Eastern Market is a, is a amazing guy. We've got an amazing relationship with them. Uh, Stephen Robinson over at Batch, we got an amazing relationship with him. Um, and that's just to name a couple. I mean, we, we really do, uh, again, have some good relationships with, with, uh, some local entities in terms of, uh, stakeholders in the brewing community.
2: Nice, man. Nice. And and you're in Detroit too? Are you guys in, are you guys all in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So which that's a good transition um, to, 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 Dane, because Eastern Market brewing, right? I mean, Eastern Market is is uh, I've never <laughs> Harry's. If you're not, if you're listening, you can't see it, but he's he's fist bumping like, like yeah, Eastern Market,
0: man. But so
2: it, it, I've never I've never been to Detroit. I've never actually I, I've never been to Michigan. Um, but when I when I looked up Eastern Market, dude, like it's 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 cool to see local breweries that have that. Uh, Eastern Market is like a a part of Detroit, right? It's like a it's like a I don't want to say a suburb, but it's like a Chinatown type of uh, section of Detroit. I, is that right?
3: It's like a cool, big ass grocery store. It's a great. Um, it's an historic like shopping district. Uh, uh, gotcha, in the spring, gotcha. you got flower day. You get a kind of flower you could imagine. But any other time of year, I mean, there's produce markets. There's meat markets. Um, the brewery, obviously, there's a wine store. Just it's just really just kind of a hub. I mean, uh. A true sports pub over there at Thomas yeah. McGee's so it really is just uh it's it's a it's a kind of a a, a hub if you will of activity um where you could do just about anything you want to do whether it's go get something to eat or have some drinks or have some great beer whatever yeah um, Eastern Market is, is where you could do that nice
2: man it sounds like a good like a cool spot for sure and, and Dane, yeah. That's your spot. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: So yeah, we started the brewery in uh, in Eastern Market back in 2017. So this fall will be uh, three years. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a, it's an incredible part of Detroit. It's uh, it has such historical importance. Um, it's right next to Black Bottom as well, which is I think we, we may talk about, but an extremely historically important part of not only Detroit but all of Michigan. Um, and in, in Detroit, there's not really any place to get fresh produce. There's not really grocery stores except for uh, foods uh, that popped up. It's obviously expensive. So it's been a place where people from all walks of life have come for, you know, almost a century, over a century now um, to get fresh local produce. And so we thought it would buy well with uh, with craft beer and yeah. has, which has been really cool. I think it's also just, it's a great area of Detroit. Detroit's changed a lot over the last few years, but I feel like. Eastern market and a lot of work done by the, uh, the um, foundation that, uh, that, that they're called Eastern market partnership that uh, they've done a, a good job of keeping kind of that historic feel and keeping the roots, uh, keeping it true to its roots. Um, so, you know, we're really proud to be in Eastern market. It's an area that on Saturdays pre pandemic, you have uh, tens of thousands of, of customers, it's the largest open air uh, farmers market in the U S so yes, yeah, the cool important uh component of Detroit
2: Dude, you know in in there's there's something uh so Youngstown Ohio I grew up like 20 minutes out of Youngstown and, and you kind of look at those two cities right Detroit and Youngstown they're they're kind of different versions of each other right they're just, they're cities that were just booming at some point and then almost overnight ghost town right and like crime and poverty all this shit is just like you know it's it's like rampant now but you're starting to see little sprinkles like in youngstown they have a brewery called uh noble creature and it's an old church uh but you're getting sprinkles of how how the different crafts are starting to kind of um i don't know not i want to say capitalize but kind of uh building off of that hard work foundation right and and because you know Detroit's not known for creativity, Youngstown's not known for creativity, but we're known for working our asses off and and doing shit, right? You know, so so when you can add some creativity into that, and you know, some yeah, man, I th- I, th- I think it's cool when when hardworking cities like that can can branch out, right? And yeah. and and you know, yeah, so
4: yeah, and it very much ties the creative component of Detroit because I think there actually is a, a huge. You know, we're known as a blue-collar city, just like Youngstown yep. and a lot of other uh, Rust Belt cities in the U.S., um, but there's always that underlying creative component. And I think yeah. Market is a place where you see that in Detroit. It's surrounded by beautiful murals everywhere, um, and yeah. a lot of art artists. Have their art. And you see that in a lot of um, cities around the U.S. where the form packing uh areas become an artistic
3: haven. Yeah, yeah. Um and Dan I was actually gonna mention the same thing about the creativity. So we, we have a we have a, a very unique blend of of, of the two. Because we're definitely a blue collar city and that whole Detroit hustles harder mantra is truer words have never been spoken. Um but you we also have places like the DIA and I think that Diego Rivera's mural there embodies uh Detroit in a very central way. It's a mural that he did of an assembly line, but it's because that's the backbone of how Detroit was built. But it's it, there's also some creativity in the way he did it. So, you know, the the way that those two things combine um, are very good descriptions of the culture here in Detroit.
0: Yeah.
5: I think yeah. one thing to, um, to add to that, whereas Detroit is definitely a, a hardworking blue-collar city, city, is it also has a great brew history. In terms of Stroh's Brewery, was well, was big back in the day, and is actually just a stone's throw from Dane's place, uh, where the the factory was located. And I think at one time Stroh's was was one of, if not the biggest brewery in the United States. Yeah, well, it, it, there's there's there's
2: something that just goes hand in hand with with hard working beer. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So, so, right. The steel workers aren't saying, man, Hey, when, when are we going to stomp those grapes? They're like, fuck that, man. Give me a Stro's, right? Give me a Genesee or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it, well, that's a good transition then right into Wayne. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Phillips just
5: gave us a little history lesson on Detroit brewing. So uh, Wayne, introduce yourself. Well, uh, hello, my name is Wayne Phillips. I'm a co-host of the Brews Brothers podcast, uh, like Harry mentioned. Uh, we have been doing it for about two and a half years now, and I think the, the, the thing that separates us the most, and we're trying to figure out how to bottle it, is our listenership and our membership And Brews Brothers is what everybody's looking for, especially in today's times, because we've got a mix of all race, religion, creeds, and we all come together just to enjoy a good brew, you know, and, and the thing that is separating the U.S. now doesn't separate us. And I think that's why we're being called and asked to partner with, with different breweries to bring our level of um, expertise in terms of bringing cultures together, you know, and and our mantras for the culture. Yes. I love it, man. I love it.
3: I was actually talking to one of our new members yesterday. Um, He had sent me a message uh, and was just kind of saying, you know, he's like, you know, how did you get, Cause he, cause he's, he came from a, we're still part of a larger, he's a, in a larger group that has a, a very different culture. Kind of a very snarky and guys are, is, is, you know, very, uh, 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 what's the word? I'm very testosterone driven. So guys are always fucking with each other and all of that. And that's just not who we are. We have more of a family vibe. And so he kind of, he messaged me and was kind of like, Hey man, how did you guys, you know, what did you guys, how did you put this together? And I told him, I said, you know, we, our, our niche kind of is the obvious in that, again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, there're not very many minority voices in the crab beer industry, particularly, uh, you know, locally. And he said, you know what, I never thought about it, and that's kind of our purpose. We don't beat people over the head with it, yeah, and say, hey, you know, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. But when we need to, <laughs> when it's you know, when it's obvious that that time has come, um, and that. The voices of minority craft beer consumers are needed and necessary. Uh, you know, we do amplify that piece.
5: Yeah. Now, if you are drinking a non-alcoholic cider, we will roast you a little bit. We will, <laughs> we will, we will roast you a little bit. Just like family.
0: As you should. As
2: you should. Uh, and he's muted. Ken, this muted is, so this we can you hear your sparkle. This
1: yeah. is 6.5%. This is zero sugar, not zero alcohol. Ooh. Uh, don't
5: don't okay. get don't get too tipsy over there on that 6.5%, uh, okay. buddy.
1: It is noon on a work day, so I got stuff to do today i have to be conscious
2: that all right all right well you guys are setting this up for me you setting up the introductions for me so this is the perfect transition into ken who is drinking the non-sugar six percent cider <laughs>
1: Listen, all right i feel i'm feeling a little judged right now i've uh, i've gone i've gone full back to keto ding take a drink um but this is uh, a little thing from Vandermill, and uh, my girlfriend bought it for me, so uh, you guys can make fun of her all you want. Um, but at 80 calories, this little stubby is a nice little uh, uh, easy sipper. Um, nothing crazy. I don't have to feel committed to a tall boy or a, a bomber or anything like that. So uh, hmm. I'm, you know, I, I just like it. Don't judge. I don't think
2: I don't think Wayne's convinced, man. Wayne's like well, whatever, <laughs>
1: man. I got it. You might First as well go. Wayne has seen mute. me yeah. Wayne has seen me throw back bombs, huge ABV beers like it was nothing. So I I don't have anything to prove to him. He can judge me all he wants. He knows he knows what I'm capable of.
2: <laughs> Well, so, so Ken, who are you? You, you and I, you were my first connection to, to Michigan beer. Um, yeah. You know?
1: So I'm, I'm Ken. I own better on draft media. Um, so we are doing a lot. We're going to be relaunching a whole new brand here at the end of the year. Nice. Um, that's better on com. But for right now, we've got three main podcasts. We've got the better on draft podcast, which is the one that I started almost five years ago. Um, we have the Bruce brothers, which is uh, Wayne and Harry's gig, uh, which they do twice a month when uh, COVID is done, they'll be back. And then we also have the beer tour guy, which is a little more business centric. So the better on draft podcast is fun, exciting, you know, easy. We're here to tell stories. Like we had Dane on back in 2016, um, pre,
2: pre, uh, Eastern market.
1: Yeah, they they were just in the process of doing it. And now there's um, going to be like two or three new breweries popping up. We talked to uh, um, someone on Friday who's going to be opening up a brand new brewery down there too. So yeah, Eastern Market. I, I, what sucks is I used to live across the street from Eastern Market. Um, and that sucked? I- uh, well, no, it was I'm great. Scared. I used to, <laughs> now it's I don't, scared. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> so now I can't go hop from Tommy McGee's to fo- hopefully four breweries to the distillery. Um, go get some Sapino's pizza, um, but yeah our our job is to tell stories and that's what I like about yeah. Better On Draft is that our job is to tell stories of the industry and not just necessarily Michigan like we've we've reached out when I reached out to you we came down there what was it a year and a half ago
2: yeah um, yeah a year and a half two years ago yeah uh
1: and we came down we talked to the Shop Beer Co we talked to you it was a great experience mm-hmm. um we had you come back on our show for one of those covid episodes but again i think there are so many great stories to tell in the industry and i think the 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 Dane that we interviewed in 2016 would be 100% different than the Dane we interview, you know, upcoming soon once we get him back into the studio when he can take a day off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you can see,
1: he can't even take an hour <laughs> off to, to do anything. He's got to be telling everyone else. Right, he, he, he's working now,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to, to make a little mention because I've talked about it a handful of times. Um, How I met Wayne is one of those true... Uh, pub stories because I'm sitting down at a beer store, brew, a beer store slash tap house called eight degrees Plato, which is in Detroit. And I'm by myself, Wayne's by himself. He's having a post-work drink. I'm having a post-work drink and I just strike up a conversation with him and we're talking beer. And it just, it was one of those very casual conversations to where when I met Wayne, that's what I'm like, this is the kind of guy that I want to talk to because as Harry mentioned, there are people in those groups that are so snarky, so full of themselves we like we used to have a term on the show we used to call them cby's craft beer yeezus because they were just that full of themselves (laughs) um but when i met wayne and he talked about the bruise brothers i'm like that's the kind of um people that i want to introduce um you know the the people that i know to introduce them to the bruise brothers because they are very welcoming when they don't make fun of me um they are very (laughs) they're very nice and kind and the, the huge thing is is that it's just welcoming whether you're starting, whether you're drinking cider, you just started into beer, you go into this group, and they help you figure out what will be best for you. And if you show up with a tall boy of Natty Daddy, they might razz you a little, but it's all in good fun. It's not like they're yeah. you know, calling you stupid, like, oh, why are you drinking that trash? Or they're, they're not the group that's like, oh, Goose Island? That's owned by Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, no, it's- What what did you think of it? How did you like it? Oh, it's not my style. That's, that's, that's why I love the Bruce (laughs) brothers and that's why I want to keep telling their story and giving them the platform for them to tell their story.
0: I love
2: it, man. I love it. And, and dude, and Ken's got the voice. Ken is so good at like the intros and outros. It's like he, when I did the podcast with him, it's almost like he like covered his face and then he came out and he's like, I can't even repeat what he said because it was so smooth. Like, so yeah.
3: So I'm jealous. Well, you know, God, God rarely gives you two talents. He either got the face or the voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, I start. I I need to start doing
2: more video content then, because man, look at this. <laughs>
3: uh, all right,
2: we, we got one more intro. We got my man in the plaid shirt, much much more trimmed up, man. I have n- I have not seen this guy with this little of hair in a long time, man. Was there, was there a a burner accident in the brewery,
0: or was that intentional? Getting too hot in Phoenix, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, my friend, introduce yourself, please.
0: Um, I'm Preston, uh, head brewer of uh, Renhouse Brewing Company, uh, one of the co-founders. And, um, yeah, we're just excited to be a part of this project and the brewing community as a whole right now. And uh, hopefully, Akil will be joining us shortly. I've been working on that. So, in the meantime, I'll be here, but... Excellent, man. Um, hopefully hopefully we'll get the main man here in a moment awesome dude well
2: dude i appreciate you appreciate you uh, uh, you guys kind of kind of sparked this this whole thing of, of of getting this episode together you know with the the beer you guys are doing um black excellence right that's coming out well, if, if you're listening to this wednesday i'm not going to do the math i'm going to confuse people when you listen to it the beer will be available soon after <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're, we're essentially, we're canning it tomorrow and uh, okay. waiting on labels. Yeah, there's a little delay on the labels, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost done. So we're really excited.
2: So as far as a release date, just to give people a uh, a, a um, an idea, we're looking at a release date of July 10th, right? Yeah, I think that's 20, right. yeah. 2020. Okay. So if you're listening to this too late, you need to hit subscribe so that you know when new episodes come out. Ken, how was that? That was a good plug, right? <laughs> that's
1: a good subscriber. That plug. was a great plug, but I'm a little <laughs> offended because July tenth is actually gonna be my birthday, so I'm glad you guys are releasing this uh beer on my birthday. So we might as well just call it Ken's beer. And um, you know, just forget everything. It's just Ken's beer.
3: Ken, are you partying with it down at Batch on Friday?
1: Uh I, I'm hoping I can get a keg of that alt beer from Batch, but I've got I've got actually my first brew downstairs in the basement that's uh, ready to uh get cracked open on saturday so
2: your first homebrew
1: first homebrew the block party amber so i mean it's everyone's made that beer or they if they've used that northern brewer kit but uh it's my first one and then uh, i'm hoping to uh do like a browner at all next
2: nice man nice
1: so now
2: harry you had mentioned earlier as far as the the you know just not having a, a a voice from the black community and craft beers it's it's an under underrepresented voice is, is that way you said it right
3: yeah absolutely yeah. Why,
2: why do you think that is because i look at it like right you you see detroit like the 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 black community in detroit's about i mean you guys are about 80 percent population wise right Man, it's detroit is the blackest
3: city in america yeah. it has been for decades yeah
2: so so yeah. why and because when i look at arizona like arizona i think is like it's under 10 percent black community right mm-hmm. um so you look at those numbers like all right you know if there's less representation here because of that population but if you guys are you know like you said 80 percent why do you think there was that underrepresentation representation of, of your voice
3: i mean there's, there's a lot of different reasons um and, and you got to look at who's been doing advertising uh in the black community for decades and decades and decades you find you know but why is there billboards and Hensy billboards and Crown Royal billboards have been popping up in the city since I can remember. So, you know, you, you gotta take the exposure factor, uh, and realize that. And, and also just the, the, the simple truth that craft beer entities are not marketing to black communities. Um, and it, it's funny. I work, my, my day job, so to speak, is about, uh, Thirty-five miles northeast of the city proper, and I see Founders billboards the first, as I get out of the city. Um, and while I don't, you know, while I'm not a fan of theirs in particular, my point is that I don't see any Founders billboards in the city. I don't see any Bell's billboards in the city. So part of it is that you know there's a there's a lack of exposure and just not a focused effort um, on advertising. And then some of it is the drinking habits of the community. Um, if we're being honest about it. I mean I uh many, many members of our community are, are loyal to what they drink. Um my dad has been drinking Remy Martin Cognac forever. Uh if he's drinking vodka. he drinks absolute. And that's you know, that's kind of, that's kind of his thing. And so, um I've weaned him off of that. You know, um, he I like the words I mean. he, yeah, but he, he knows going to be coming to my house. While I know he enjoys, you know, Selma or Heineken, or whatever, I'm gonna have something that's not one of those that I also think he will enjoy. Um, so again, I, I think it, it all boils down to a lack of exposure.
2: Gotcha,
5: gotcha. Well, well, and, well I think I I yeah. just like to add to that. I mean, it, it is the lack of exposure because, like Harry mentioned, marketing is geared towards you know AB and, and, and the big guys in terms of the neighborhoods but also um, I think is, is we, we can't, you know, really undermine or, or, or not shed enough light on that. There is not a, a, the craft beer culture does not, um does, does does not encourage or even seek out, you know, minority participation, you know, it's, it's a culture that's not meant for us, you know, and, and when we walk into a place or, or we're, Seem to be drinking crap beers is like uh, an awe flashes over people like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. You know about this? <laughs> yeah. How long have you been drinking crap
3: beers? Yeah. Yeah, I certainly don't want to dismiss that. there have been times when we've gone places and there's like a palpable, uh, you know, kind of sense in the air. Like, what are these guys doing here? Yeah, And the truth of the matter is we probably know more about beer than 90% <laughs> of the people in there drinking it.
5: Yeah. Um, and 90%, so of time, is- 90% of the time, they want to give us an education too. and That's what <laughs> makes it even <laughs> funny. Like,
3: okay, really you want to tell right? us about beer. Yeah. <laughs> unsolicited, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, it's funny you mentioned it. i took my so you know, my dad still lives back in youngstown um so we meet we meet once a year and we meet somewhere to to drink beer for three days right we we met in san francisco and then we met in detroit or um uh denver so i was telling him about the craft beer i don't know the term we're using but we're on the same page right those douches that just you know they they want to <laughs> They want to say, Hey, I we got Yep. Yeah, yeah, we all do <laughs> yeah. So I was explaining this to my dad. I'm like, dude, the beer community is awesome. I said, but there's a small segment that's just super annoying. And he didn't quite grasp it. And then we went to a place and he asked the guy, he's like, Hey, what's the you know, what's what's the doctor's order? And it was like a Pilsner, right? And, and the guy, like, real condescending. He's like, well, the American Pilsner started back in 1912 and blah, blah, blah. So if you like Bud Light, that's probably what you should get. I'm like, what? And and, again, and the guy walks away, and my dad's like, that's one of them, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Those are the people. That's the big <laughs> big ones we're talking about. That's the guy. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, so – that's crazy. You guys go, cause we don't, I don't feel that right. When I go into a place, I've always looked at the craft beer community as like a very, very open, open community. Right. Um, but I'm also part of that, you know, despite my, I'm the only one here with no facial hair just cause my wife won't. She'll so let me grow a mustache and that's it. Right. <laughs> um, but, but that feeling you guys get when, when you walk into that and even in an, a place where you guys live, where, you know, the, the, the population is, you know, eighty percent black, and you guys still get that when you go. Do you, do you have you seen it oh, yeah. changing over the years? Like, as far as like getting better, not the same. Like, what's the?
5: I think it depends
3: on the ownership of yeah, the place and, and, and,
5: and, and, and how how they present the culture. Okay. For example, okay. you you know, first time I walked in the Eastern Market Brewing Company, I felt welcome. I didn't know Dane. You know, he and I had had not met at the time, but he he, his brewery was not one of the normals to where you got the eyeball looks and, and the what are you doing here type yeah. of vibe. You know, so it felt welcoming and going in. And, you know, then we met Dane and Dane became family. And, and, and it's been a great experience from the beginning. But you walk into most breweries and it's like, you know, hey, are you in the wrong place? You almost feel like Eddie Murphy in 48 hours. Where everybody stops <sighs> and looks yeah. at you. you know?
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time, and, and, I, and I'll tell you another... Another, another thing that, um, that really endeared us, um, to Dane, um, is that he, he wanted to know what the area was about. A lot of times we go to these breweries and they, they have this air about them like they're doing the community a favor by being there. Um, and when Dane and I first started having conversations, I was asking him if he was familiar with, um, the history of the Eastern Market area. Which is very, very rich in, in, in history in Detroit. And he said, no, he said, but I want to know. And he had a genuine and sincere, uh, desire to know. And from that, we developed some programming to not only, not only where he would learn, but the community. We've facilitated some space with, where the community can learn about this area as well. And I think that makes a huge difference too. Because like I said, a lot of these places, um, like I said, they had this care about them that they're giving, that they're doing you a favor because they're in your neighborhood and making decent beer. which yeah. is great. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, again, there's a lot to be said for being a good neighbor um, and being truly invested in the community that you're, that you're occupying.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. And well, Dane, so was that? I mean, from the sounds of it, it, kind of sounded, that was like a foundational principle for you to start Eastern Market.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would say one thing that uh, we've talked about this a lot, uh, but one thing that I was aware of from the beginning is that Detroit's a predominantly black city, and I was starting a brewery with four of my white friends in Detroit. Um, so for me, I was always coming in as a guest or as an outsider who wanted to learn. Um, and so my, my, my family uh, immigrated from Germany in the early 1900s and actually landed in Eastern Market, uh, actually just on the other side of Gratiot and Black Bottom, um, and I wish I could say I started the, the brewery because of that, but I didn't find out after I opened Eastern market brewing company. Um, and they were part of, um, what's known in the area as the great white flight. So they worked for GM and Ford. And as the jobs moved outside of the city, so did my family. Um, and so, you know, we are, we have a history in Detroit, but we were gone for the last 50, 60 years. Um, and we weren't there for the hardships that Detroit's gone through in the last you know, 50 or 60 years, since, really since the race riots. Um, and I was keenly aware of that. And, you know, anywhere, I always do my due diligence and learn as much as I can about anything I'm going into, whether it's business related, it's cultural. And so as soon as I started getting an idea that I want to start a business in Detroit, I just started reading, started learning, starting asking questions, and finding resources that I can learn from. Um, so I think when we started the brewery, that was something that we were keenly aware of is that we were coming into an area where, where that was predominantly black and we wanted to make sure we catered to the community there. And when I say the community, there's a the craft beer community, which I think unfortunately, when sometimes when breweries use the word community, they're talking about the craft beer community and they're not necessarily talking about their actual physical community of where they're located or where their, um, where their patrons might come from. Um, so we spent, some time thinking about that word community when we opened and to be honest over the last two and a half years especially over the last six months we spent a lot more time actually thinking about the word community and what that means um so that's something i've been talking to my team about a lot lately is um don't just throw out the word community actually know what you mean by community and i think that's something that a lot of craft breweries can learn from
2: yeah yeah, that's a good point, man. The, the, like over the years of doing this, um, there've been a few breweries that I've interviewed that have uh, they've the way they've said it has really struck me, and, and it, now it's more relevant than ever. Is they want their brewery to be the neighborhood spot. So, uh, Preston, you, you know Steve McFate, right? You know, we mm-hmm. opened up the original McFate, just a small little little uh, brew pub type of, I know mean, what, 50 seats in the place? Um, he's like, I want this to be the people, you know, yeah, it'd be cool if people from Tucson came by, but he's like, I want this to be the neighborhood spot, like your third place, right? You got home, you got work, and then you've got, you know, this, your neighborhood spot, right? Um, so like you said, Dane, it is that community, right? It's the people that are, that are directly around you. Um, and I mean, I, Preston, I hope you don't get embarrassed. His face might get red now about all the ac- all the compliments I'm about to give Renhouse. House, but uh <laughs> but I you know I'm a huge fan of Renhouse. I I've always been a huge fan of of these guys and the beers that they make. But what what I love about you guys is is exactly what Dane is saying is your guys' involvement in the community. Right? When things like this when things come up where you guys can utilize your platform, whether it's your you know your you know, electronic platform with social media or that, or your beer, you guys step up. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where to transition from that presence. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I'll just say, I feel like we, we have a very, we're very fortunate in what we get to do for a living. Yeah. And if, if something as little as that can make a difference, uh, I don't think, you know, we're going to bat for anyone by doing this. It's literally the least we can do as humans. Um, And fortunately, we're in a business where that doesn't influence. We don't have to watch what we say because we are community driven. And we're very fortunate that way, Uh, both the craft beer community. But more importantly, we're still a tiny brewery. Um, I mean, we are about as small as they get. So small that we can't even open in 2020, probably. You know, I mean, our tap room is just a couple dozen seats. Um, So, you know, if, if, you know, being vocal when the time is right makes a difference, I mean, I appreciate it, but that's literally the least we can do, uh, and we're happy to do it. Yeah,
2: well, and what what is the um, the the beer? You guys are tell us more about the Black Excellence um, because well, there's a there's a couple things you guys are doing right now, right?
0: Well, yeah, um, w- when Keel and I had a talk when when things started, you know, there started being um, um, protests and movements and, and a national recognition of some uh, change that was hopefully about to happen. We wanted to be, you know, upfront about it, and and how can we help? Um, and because we're really a small batch brewery, we're able to do quick one off beers and and use that as a, a means to um, address things. Um, and so we decided to do a beer. I told him just take it. I don't want anything to do with this. I want this to be your beer. He's very quickly proven himself to be a, a really great brewer. We didn't hire him as a brewer, and he just everything we throw at him, it gets better and better. And I wanted this to be just a big push for him. Yeah. He ran with it, made a really cool beer. He got input from the community, uh, the craft beer community, Bruce brothers, uh, pretty much everyone. And um, he went from the label design to the, the recipe. And, and I, I wish hopefully he'll be joining soon. Cause I really like when he takes the lead on this. So I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, but I, I did almost nothing with this beer. So <laughs> I, I can only tell you what Akil did. Uh, but, um and, and you know one of the things that they discussed was using um uh, African ingredients and specifically black African ingredients um to help illustrate the message, but also because um they're conducive to a good stout and a good beer when you're talking about vanilla beans, cacao, chocolate, um or excuse me, um coffee. These are things that we all use and being able to label them as African origin, um and, you know, black in color was important to Akeel because it's just, it's another source that we use a lot and we don't talk about it. Like, uh, it's the first time we've put source from Africa on a beer, you know, and that yeah. was pretty cool. And, um, you know, that's just a little part of, of the, um, uh, of the beer, but it's a big part, uh, to Akeel and the presence of this beer. Um, and so that was really cool to see. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, you know, stout in the tradition of rent house stouts with those ingredients.
2: Nice, man. Nice. And, in uh, there's, there's a benefit to it as well. Like you guys are raising funds with, with the beer.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent of profit goes to, uh, the NAACP. Gotcha. And, and, and this
2: is, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys know this and, and Dane, I think you guys are, are, uh, are working on a, a beer, right? Uh, there, but there's beers all across the country right now that are being made with this purpose. All right.
4: Yeah, there's another collaborative effort um, called Black is Beautiful, um, which I think at, I, I was saying 800 breweries, but I heard it's over 900 breweries now that wow. uh, are brewing. We'd, we actually made uh, Black is Beautiful and had a, a block party on Juneteenth where we released that beer. Um, and then now we're uh, working with the Rent House team on making the uh, Black Excellent beer as well. So we've got a couple uh, in the in the docket.
2: Yeah, so you guys are making you, you guys are doing a, a version of uh, Black Excellence in in your place too.
4: Yeah, so Harry uh, nice. Harry, I don't even know if it's about this. I think it was just about like probably Black Lives Matter movement in general, and then in
3: general, yeah,
4: yeah, and then he mentioned uh, that they were working with Akil on this on this beer with Renhouse, and we were talking about how we could get it to the Detroit market. Um, and then knowing I did a little bit of research on rent house and found that they were a pretty small brewery, just like us. And it'd probably be hard to distribute product to Michigan and then able, then also be able to get it to everyone in in, in their community. Um, so I threw out the idea to Harry of, uh, of us brewing it as well, and then doing the same thing, uh, releasing it and, uh, putting out, uh, and then donating all the profits, um and then it was funny uh, uh Akil's dad like literally i got off the phone with harry and i'd say within like 2 hours this dude comes running to our brewery we're closed for the pandemic
1: and he's like
4: he's like hey i need to find Dan Riley who is the owner of the brewery that we we're actually like unrelated to us and i was like there's no um and he's like well my son is a brewer in Arizona and making this beer and i'm like this is so weird i just got off the phone with harry Talking about a guy whose son was uh, making a beer in Arizona, and then all of a sudden I'm like, this guy's just on top of it. So uh, talk Jared.
3: to him. Wow,
4: he's a character for sure. Um, <laughs> so Akil's
2: then, uh, dad is in yeah, Detroit. Like, Akil's dad lives in in Detroit.
4: So Akil's family is from Michigan, I think, which uh, is, is, gotcha. is the connection with the Brewers brothers. I'll let Harry and Wayne speak to that more. Okay.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so,
3: uh,
5: yeah. Right. Right. No. No. His family's from from Detroit. And um, actually, when when, when the Brews Brothers connection came about, you know, the first, the, the thing I'm most proud about this Black Excellent beer coming out is it's the first brew that I actually helped brew. And I went down <laughs> on brew day and, 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 and got my hands dirty, rolled up my sleeves a little bit, and got involved in the brewery process. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm really excited about that. And, and, and I, I think like... Hey, cool. up, our, our name is on the
3: label, too. But so that,
0: that's a pretty
5: cool thing as well. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, but but excited about that. Our names on the label. Uh, when when we came up with 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 the ideology along with the kill about sourcing and and, and using African products. I mean, it was like everybody was just automatically on board, and, and you know, I think I threw out, hey, you got to have Madagascar vanilla beans, and then it came and it, it just kept going on and, and all the, the ingredients to source from there. So it was exciting. And having input and putting it together, I'm looking forward to tasting them. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. besides that name being on label, it's, it's having an input, and I think they're just going to be phenomenal beers. And I think they're going to highlight and and do what they're intended to do, and that's to show that you know that this beer culture is for everybody, and that ingredients come from around the world, and, and you can get a great product by sourcing from from just you know great products from anywhere.
3: Yeah. So
5: I'm excited about it. And hopefully it brings a, a few communities a little closer together, which is what beer is intended to do.
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and the story, right. I I, I think it, like, like, that's why Ken and I really connected was, you know, I mean, there's Ken, we all know there's other podcasters out there. Basically the people we were just talking about a minute ago, they just now have a microphone, right? <laughs> you know, people like I, They need to tell everything people what what they know, but, but Ken and I are into, into telling stories, right? So, you know, the story behind those ingredients and, you know, I don't know, man. I think you go into um, you go into a, a, a really good brewery that that you know. I don't know. I, I, there's different ways to gauge a brew, but for me, what I really love is when you can look at the board and say, "Hey, dude, tell me about you know Spellbinder." and Preston's got a story behind it, right? It's like, oh no, it's just it's made with you know these hops and whatever. Like, I right, Like I want to hear a story, man. I want to hear that the ingredients are you know African sourced and you know there's it, it's at it's a win-win, right? Because it creates a great product, but then it also has that. It's that platform to be able to spread spread the story. Y- you know what I mean?
3: Um, I don't and Dane know. really does have that same vibe at, at Eastern Market and that Ferndale project. Like anytime, you know, you you uh, uh they've always got a narrative behind the names of the beer. So you when they post them on social media, you get this cool blurb about you know why the name is what it is. And yeah, um, if you if you happen to catch bang with a couple of extra minutes on his hand, we'll. He'll tell you himself about you know what inspired it and you know what was different about this particular brewing process. So what what you're saying about Red House absolutely um, holds true for for Danny Hanks and his crew over at Eastern Market.
2: Dude, it was a match made in heaven, you guys. I don't know if uh, Preston and Dane you guys have ever met in person, but... oh, no, now uh, we
4: have. It was the first time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, all
2: pitch, we'll all pitch in and raise, raise money for a plane ticket for one of you guys. And then we'll video like, <laughs> like Rocky and Apollo Creed hugging in the
0: ocean, right? Something Akil and I have talked about is, you know, the time was right nationally to make this beer, but it didn't need to be now. It could have been six months ago because the message is, sure, there's some social injustices, but... On a more myopic level, it was to illustrate an underrepresentation in our own community, and and that's existed this entire time. Um, and now people are waking up and listening to stories from different people of color and from from people who've experienced certain things. And so we're using that to catapult the message of this beer, but it it is a beer centric message we want. So uh, to your point, I would love to uh, go up next year and brew this again, and maybe we can do one there, one here um, once. Uh, once travel and things are a little more calm but but this isn't supposed to be a one-off beer because of what's happening now what's happening now is making this um, a topical thing and we're using that to spread the message but but th- this will be something Runhouse does every year yeah
4: and uh we just decided this morning in our beer meeting but we're throwing uh we're throwing some in some barrels so uh next oh, year oh. yeah we'll some a barrel age version of it as well we'll save it's, it for free, hopefully depending on how long it's t- how it's tasted
5: <laughs> Is hey, a, it's dang. an Imperial, right? You know, we love our, barrels, our barrel-aged oh. <laughs> no, oh,
4: barrel, our barrel-age brews. We're, we're going to do a double white coffee just like you want it, Wayne.
3: All right. Nice. <laughs> you know, you, if, you, if you need some quality control, man, you know what to do. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we got Akil
2: here. Akil, what's up, buddy? Can you hear us? I don't know if he can hear us. He's connecting. Yeah. Hey, just one, one word of advice, guys. Uh, one thing about the barrel Age beers we do love them, but it also attracts the people that we don't want so let's you know <laughs> let's just make sure we buy them all up so that they can't brag that they got it you know so well you well, have to
1: understand, a- Eric, is is that they still have a business to run, so they need all that new money to come in to buy up all the bottles to make well, sure okay. they-
5: and, and, and you know what if 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 they come up and buy buy it all up. And, and some of those guys have a, a, a cellar full of black excellence and black is beautiful. That's just going to make us feel just as proud. <laughs> there it is. Right there. Wait,
2: I like that viewpoint, man. Good perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so, Akil, thanks for joining, man. Are you, can you hear
5: us? I don't know if you he can hear us still that iphone technology i know he's a true
4: brewer i can't get any of my brewers on zoom
2: yeah it's true (laughs) preston (laughs) you didn't set that up yourself did you preston No. No. (laughs) Uh, Um,
0: while while we're we're waiting on a keel or or whatever i will say he also did brew uh, uh black is beautiful um i suppose one of the good parts of uh having a weird production model because of covid is um we don't have um, our normal accounts calling for beer, so we're we're, we're more fluid in what we can do. Uh, the only reason that one was delayed as much as it was is because we had to wait for Black Excellence to go into the bright tank so we could refill the tank and go, but uh, we'll be seeing both those come out this month, so we're, we're proud of that. Nice.
2: Yeah, nice, man. And I think we can hear Akil. Akil, can you hear us?
0: Yeah, it, it just took forever, but
2: uh, I'm in here. <laughs> he's here. He's here. He's here. Dude, he's representing. He's got the Ren house hat on. Oh, and he just turned it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, He's got the black excellence
0: pin on. There it is. Nice,
6: man.
2: Dude, Akil, thanks for joining, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, now we had to stop Preston because Preston wanted to just keep talking and talking. you know, Preston, <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> but uh, no, Akil, he wanted, he wanted to, uh, we, we talked about black excellence and, and he basically was like, dude, I had nothing to do with this. This is all a So So uh, you, uh, you came to him with the idea.
6: Well, so this, this is, he, he can't say he, he didn't have anything. So this is how it started. Um, I believe that him and, you know, the other owners thought they, you know, they wanted to do something and, um, they just didn't know what. And they came to me with the idea of, you know, let's make a beard, um, you know, and I want you to design it, uh, the style, type, adjuncts, all that. Um, and he wanted to include, um, the group I'm in, which is obviously Harry and Wayne, which is Bruce Brothers. Um. And I said, absolutely. So I contacted them and I said, you know, would you guys be willing to, you know, help me with, you know, ideas, types of beer? And one night they said, yes, and kind of just went from there. So, yes and no. They came to me with, you know, they wanted to do a beer and I was like, cool. And I just ran with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and Preston, you've you've impressed Preston. I don't I don't feel like Preston is easy to impress. Um, he's I don't think he I think he's pretty even. I, I don't think he gets mad or happy. Uh, but <laughs> but he had great things to say, man. You you're 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 catching on from the uh, to the brewing pretty quickly, huh?
6: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've been with uh, Renhouse for three years, and I started off as a the uh, bartender, and then from there. Um, I helped with our canning line, and from there, I was still bartending, and then it transitioned to bartending and cellaring, Um, and I don't know if you touched on the topic of, you know, COVID and everything, Um, it kind of just swayed into me, you know, brewing as well, Um, so it kind of just evolved into that, which is awesome, so... I, I would say COVID kind of sped up my uh, career in the uh, back of house <laughs> in the brewing, which, you know, it's a very sad circumstance, but it helped a lot for me.
2: Yeah. 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 I, and, and, and I mean, dude, you just kind of get thrown into the fire sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. So we, we wanted to keep our production team somewhat separated, especially the beginning of COVID when we were starting to learn what was happening. And so, you know, I wanted to kill either front of the house or back of the house, and he had more value in back of the house because um, we had plenty of bartenders, but I didn't have enough people I could trust in the back of the house, um, and so it 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 wasn't intentionally going to be like, all right, you're going to be a brewer by the end of the month. But everything we threw at him, he figured out, and by the end of the month, he was a brewer, and it was like, all right, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, well, now, Akil, So let, let's back up a little bit. So I, I didn't realize this, but your, your family is from Detroit. Are you? Are you from Detroit?
6: No. So uh, my family, my mother's from Lansing, and my okay. father's from Kalamazoo. But my father is now living in Detroit.
2: Okay. Gotcha. And how'd you get connected so, yeah. with with these guys? How'd you get connected with the with Bruce Brothers? Uh,
6: just a national group on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, literally how yeah. I linked up with them. And, uh, I actually met, um, both Harry and Wayne last year, um, in Detroit. Um, I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm coming out. And they're like, yeah, let's link up. So we went and drank beer at like where we were everywhere. We went to Eastern market.
0: <laughs>
1: everywhere. Like, we everywhere.
6: <laughs> um, we went to, uh, shrams, um, uh, I think Detroit uh brewing, yeah, we were just to say the least,
2: yeah, well, and then, so, um we were talking we were talking earlier about it, and sorry i I'm getting you guys message. you guys gotta get going here pretty quick, man, that hour went pretty quick, right, <laughs> so wh- whoever can k- keep hanging out, uh please do um, but Akil, uh Wayne, and Harry were both talking earlier. You know, with with Detroit, even though the population is is eighty percent black, when they would go into a brewery, is they, th- some of the places you, you had that feeling like, "What what are you guys doing in here?" Right? And that that blew my mind because that's such a predominantly black city. Now here in Phoenix, which is what seven percent, ten percent, is is that? The... I
6: can't even. I honestly, I don't even think it's that. I remember. Several years ago, the statistic being like maybe two and a half. Okay. So I don't think I don't even think we're up to seven or ten. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll safely say five.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it, regardless, very very underrepresented, right? Very very low population. Did you is with your experience with craft beer in Arizona? Is is that the same feelings you get? Like when you when you go into some places, just like you get that uneasiness.
6: Uh, I don't get an uneasiness, but. Okay. You know, for me, it's more so, you know, it, it's it's slight judgment, you know, like, oh, what's he doing here? Oh, this, what does he know? You know, stuff like that. But yeah. I already know that because of my background and home brewing and obviously getting this commercial brewing and, you know, and being in the industry for a while, you know, I have the knowledge and what not to know more than more than most beer drinkers so it doesn't bother me but you know i would definitely like to see uh more people of color out there you know enjoying what i love so much so it's it's not an uneasiness but it's like oh here we go same scenario well something sort of like that
2: well so so um i think it was both harry and uh wayne that, that mentioned this is in in my, my goal with this episode is that people listen to it and not just a great conversation and and getting lots of insight, but have some actionable things. Like, what can I do? Like, what, what can, what can I do? What, because, you know, as you guys know, like this show is, it's both beer fans and it's, you know, brewers and, uh, Arizona brewery owners. Right. So I want to walk away with this with some ideas of what can people do? Right. And, uh, Harry and Wayne both said, starts with ownership right I mean is it that, that's kinda of how you you stated it, Harry
3: yeah, just you know just making your just making your environment a place that's um you know that's that's welcoming for everyone, and I mean you know there's there's truly only only so much uh an owner can do in terms of who comes to their brewery um in those people's houses but um but I mean you know when you when you cultivate an environment that is obviously inclusive, it pushes away certain people. And it attracts certain people. And so the the like I said, the environment you create in your space is who is who you're going to attract. Uh, and so, you know, if you have representations of Native American art in your brewery or African art in your brewery and it's not just this homogenous place. Um and there's some intentionality behind that, then you are going to attract something different um than what breweries or, or any business for that matter
2: do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, like, like we, we talked about the vibe that that's, you know, when I go to rent house or if you guys go to Eastern market, right. It's that it, and it seems funny cause it almost, it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it seems unintentional, right? because it just seems natural. You know, you go, you know, the guys at Rent House. You know, like they're good dudes. Like it's, it, it doesn't seem like, oh man, we have to be accepting. Fuck, you know. It's
3: like, yeah, it's, we, like right. we it's, no are, it's not yeah. that hard. It, it, it not. I was just talking about talking to my neighbor uh, a couple of days ago about this. It's not hard to just be a good person. Yeah. that really is all. That's all that's required. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. it doesn't seem like that's a huge ask. Um, however. Um, I, I think that on, on, on the realistic side
2: of things, you to it's a harder ask for something else. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and I don't know, man. I I think I one know. thing that I've been really impressed with Arizona beer, and what, what I think why I really connected with it is is beers, Arizona beers' connection to uh, initi- initiatives like right, Akeel and Preston. You guys can attest to this, like with sonagua Malt, right? Um, you know, different different environmental saving things that beer is being used as that catalyst like that message right like reclaimed water or river conservation so why not craft beer being that this this vehicle to get this message out as well right it's it's a i think it's a big platform to uh to i don't know man i think craft beer can make a difference in so many areas
6: yeah it could it, it, it can and it has an opportunity the craft beer community is is very tight-knit um so you know it just starts it's it, you know it starts with what can we do and then kind of just progress into you know others so i think yeah. as you know we're doing black excellence and you know other breweries are you know doing their own initiatives and then you know it's really great that um uh, uh weather souls is doing black is beautiful and that initiative is huge and, yeah. and you know i can only imagine how uh proud uh marcus is of it um proud forum so you know it just starts there and you know just goes continues to go forward you know and that's kind of how we wanted black excellence to be not only you know help with everything that's going on in the world but for us, or like Harry, or how you just touched on, you know, it's it's also an opportunity for you know to get you know black people and people of color involved in the craft industry and craft beer. So you know that was also the the
0: the message behind Black Excellence as well. Yeah, yeah, well, and I will say when 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 you're asking about how to involve people of color specifically, or any you know demographic that you want to include in the in the brewing community um you know that, that's not something you do overnight and and all of that but i will say what the Bruce brothers and what akil are doing with this beer is getting the story out and you know uh, i got a, a notification today that uh Akil's picture was in the arizona republic I don't, I don't know if it's online or in print or what but yeah just even though it's just a small story from a small brewery it's getting attention and we're doing this podcast now and and so hopefully you know uh, with little change like this, getting getting the voice out and getting um, getting this message out, I think they're doing a lot of work, and it's really cool to see.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So, um, so we, from a consumer standpoint, right, and, and we'll we'll wrap up. I wanted you guys to you know plug Bruce Brothers, all all the things that you guys do before we wrap it up. As a consumer, what what can consumers do to play their part? Right, we talk about ownership and 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 you know, them creating that environment and, and, you know, being good neighbors, right? What about, what about the, the beer drinkers?
3: I mean, honestly, like I mentioned, you know, what I do with my dad, you know, introduce your friends to good beer. Um, you know, whoever that circle might be. Um, you know, again, my, my dad is a, uh, my dad is a a Heineken Stella Artois guy, but when he comes to the house or when we go somewhere else, um, excuse me, we uh we go somewhere else, I introduce them to something different. And so I mean I think that as a consumer, that's the best thing you can do. Like if you are already meeting with, you know, friends for drinks or you are celebrating something, invite your friends and meet you out at the brewery, man. And and you know, people tell me they don't like beer and I found the same thing about that. It just means you haven't found the right one yet. So exactly. let's go find one for you. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, and it's man, usually like I a sour.
3: Guess, Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly. not even like a light lager. So yeah, you know, um, you know, like I said, uh, kind of um normalize the brewing the brewery experience. And I was actually Wayne and I was talking about this uh, on Friday when we were over at Batch. So geographically, Batch and Eastern Market are perfectly placed by being adjacent to downtown Detroit. Yeah. Where those people who normally would go have a glass of wine after work and go for bit, grab drinks after work, there's no reason they shouldn't be going to Eastern Market and saying, hey, I'm going to have a beer. Or going to Batch and say, hey, we're going to go over to bats you know, have a couple of beers. Yeah. So we've got to, I guess we've got to normalize and, and kind of make sense to, uh, you know, having a beer after work, just like having wine after work or having a couple of cocktails or whatever. Because, uh-huh. um, again, geographically, Batch yeah, and Eastern Market are perfectly placed um, for that to take place. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah and I th- For sure. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I agree. Think with you- I
6: agree with Harry on that for sure.
3: Yeah.
6: Because um, you know, I think people have this idea of like, oh, people who go grab a beer after work are just going to grab like a Bud Light, you know, like a your average like, you know, everyday nine to five person who gets like, oh, I'm, let's go grab a beer after work. You know, it's not just drinking some, you know, light beer from that's Mac- mass produced. You know. Yeah. Um, as a bar there's a ton of people who came in and drank craft beer after work. So it's just not only that, but for for me, um, getting other people to drink it, like how how can beer drinkers do it? Just like me, in the story, thankfully, I've had I don't know how many people like, hey, Akil, how can I get this? And not only I think is it to, you know, that they want to, you know, uh, help and, you know, buy the product. But, and also, you know, they're supporting myself as well. But I think it's also just uh, a general curiosity behind, like, oh, wow, this sounds awesome. You know, especially in the South, you know, Black Excellence, you know, all the ingredients are using. I don't think anyone can be like, oh, that's people love coffee, people love chocolate, people love vanilla. <laughs> yeah. So when they see something like that, they're like, oh my God, that's in a beer. And I'm like, yeah, that's in a beer. And, you know all those flavors can actually be pronounced, and you can taste those flavors and you know it's you know it's just kind of that gateway, so you know letting people know more than than what it is now it's it's evolved to where there's there's so many styles that you can't stick to one,
2: yeah. Yeah, and, and I I always say that what Harry said. I, I just if someone says they don't like beer, you just haven't found the right one, man. Like so let's go. Let's take a journey.
6: <laughs> right. Absolutely. People come <laughs> into my fridge at my house and they're like, What what is this? And I'm like, You wanna try it? I'm my guess
3: Same thing here, man. My my and that's the thing, you know, a lot of people buy beer to look at or, you know, hey, I got this beer that I'm collecting. look at my collection. I'm like, man, come over and drink it. If it's in the fridge. You are more than welcome to it, yeah. and you know if you don't like it, then you know whatever. But we 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 won't we won't have dismissed it without having tried it. So, yeah. um, I guess i will be the son to my house and they drink whatever whatever they
2: see. Love it, man, love it. Well, anything else? Anything else we missed? Anything else you guys wanted to cover? We'll do. I, I'll I'll cut this part out because then we'll do kind of outros where you know plug Bruce Brothers, Rent House. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to cover we missed? good Preston you want to do a monologue I know you like talking <laughs> no,
0: I'm, 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 I I appreciate you uh you know, doing this for us and, and helping man. get the word out I think it's uh, a beer that we're proud of I will say something cool about Akil's beers message is good but the beer is going to be really good too and I feel like that part might be overlooked in some of these things we're talking about but it's gonna be a really good beer and uh I think that'll help sell the message too which is uh Something people are gonna be excited to drink. I'm, I had it today, I was making sure it was carbs for canning and it was it was awesome. Nice, so we're man. excited.
2: Nice, I, I kill You you better get him on on uh, some sort of three year contract or something, Preston. You're going to lose him, yeah. man. <laughs> he's going to be he's getting, <laughs> he's getting real good, real fast. Yeah. I got to watch out. Yeah, so that's that that's awesome to see, man. It's always it's always good to see excellent companies just keep building that strong team, man. So you, you know, I love you guys, and and it's it's awesome, Akeel, to hear that uh, that you're
5: thriving in that position, man. Yeah, yeah. It's um
6: it's very nice, and you know. Ren has uh, been nothing but supportive of ever, ever since I got there, um, you know, you know, furthering my passion for brewing and, you know, pressing and helping me, you know, get these skills. Also, who's not on here, Luke. Uh, Luke's a, our lead brewer, and he's super talented, and I'm learning so much from him. Um, it's uh, it's great. They, you know, like I said, Ren has just been wonderful since day one. And um, I love working for them. Great, great company. Great group of uh, owners. Great team. You know, it's uh, it's really special.
2: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And you can find Ren House at renhousebrewing dot com, right? Is that the? the, (laughs) It is. That is right. Yeah, renhousebrewing dot com. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to also an
6: Instagram too.
2: Instagram, Facebook. I wasn't gonna make Preston. I did. I like fucking with you, Preston. You know that. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna make you read all that shit, man. (laughs) Uh, But no, check him out. When you're in Arizona, if you are in Arizona, if you haven't been around house, go there. If you've already been there this week, go again. Whatever. I love you guys, Uh, Bruce Brothers. Where where do we? Where do we find you guys?
3: We are uh, we are most active on Facebook. Um, We we again we never saw Bruce Brothers getting as big as it has. And so we're in the process of creating a bigger footprint on Instagram and um some other uh uh more populated modes of social media i guess, uh because Facebook is kind of old people social media so
2: <laughs> maybe uh, TikTok uh, man Yeah you, know, <laughs> so, you
3: know if people continue to if people continue to look for you know when people are waving at. uh as um, people continue to look for it, we're going to make ourselves available on, the, on other platforms. But we're 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 on Facebook as Bruise Brothers. Our fan page is uh, Bruise Brothers, and you'll see uh, you know frequent postings about what we're drinking and what we're doing uh, and just and a bit of who we are.
2: And, it, and it's it's like if you say Bruce Brothers, it's not – how do you spell it?
3: Well, if you – B-R-E-W-Z-B-R-O-T-H-A-Z. Thank you for asking because I left yeah. that right out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look for the if you look for the Brews Brothers, B R E W Z B R O T H A Z, you'll find our our fan page, and we'd love that. Love it, man. And I love wanted
0: it. to thank Harry and Brews Brothers and everyone out in Michigan helping do this, and we look forward to 2021 where we can get together and brew the second batch. We'll do one up there, we'll do one down here, and and we'll do it the right way. But we're we're glad to get to get it done, however we could this year.
3: Man, I'm looking forward to it. I was actually supposed to be in Arizona uh in April. Um, however, that whole thing <laughs> however, come apart, yeah. right? So uh actually that that same trip uh has been rescheduled. So I'm i I'm scheduled to be in Arizona in April of twenty twenty one. Uh, you know, assuming that that is it's good to go. So I definitely will uh make rent, 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 rent house one of my stops while I'm there.
2: We'll throw some microphones up on a table. We'll have some beers, have some talks.
3: Hey man. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what a hundred
2: hundred feet away from their place is one of the one of the coolest restaurants in Phoenix, too. Right? Okay. Pala. Like
3: hopefully okay. Pala's open. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. put those things in my itinerary.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Harry, keep keep the positive vibes, man. You guys, you guys are doing really Absolutely. cool shit, man. Absolutely. And, 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 Absolutely, man. Uh, and and Ren, he, like I said, I, I I have to cut out all of the all of the virtual kisses I've been giving you, Preston. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now nah, you know I love you guys, Akil, I can't wait to taste the beer, man. You guys keep doing awesome shit. I I appreciate you guys coming on.
3: Yeah, yeah Akil, I'm looking forward to this yeah. beer. I, I really truly am. So, yeah. uh, it's been great working with you, man. And and, uh, and and I'm glad that this summer we're gonna keep going. So. Uh, out to you and, and, and all the dope work you out
2: there in Arizona, man. You guys too. All right, guys. Well, back to just being quarantined in our houses, right?
3: All right. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Everybody <laughs> right? have a
6: good one, man. well. All
2: right, guys. Later. Thanks again. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so guys. much. Cheers. Hey,
6: thanks Cheers. for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yo, you. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Keys on
4: the key